You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Andy, thanks for taking the time. Let's talk about the coaching carousel. In your view, is there a real chance the Patriots will lose both of their coordinators, Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia, to head coaching opportunities? And what would the impact then be for next season? Yeah, I do think there's a real chance. They've both interviewed the last couple years and, and ended up staying. And I even thought last year there was a decent chance. And I think they were pretty lucky to keep the staff together. Um, you know, they're, they're involved in three or four interviews each. I just think this is probably the time. And I, it's a huge loss. I mean, you look at the way they've done it over the years. Now, Belichick's been through this before. It's funny because history's sort of repeating itself. The, the last time the Patriots uh, won back-to-back Super Bowls and three out of four, it was after that year that both Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell left. Um, and Belichick was able to sort of spread himself thin and promote from within. He had Eric Mangini and he had Josh McDaniels and, you know, cobbled it together. Um, now, that was a long time ago. That was 12, 13 years ago. Does the 66-year-old Belichick, you know, have the ability to still do that because he likes to promote from within? I mean, we've talked about maybe this is the time when he goes outside the organization and brings somebody in, a friendly face, whether, you know, it could be Brian Dable trying to bring him back from, from Alabama where he's under Nick Saban right now to be the offense coordinator or his buddy Greg Schiano. You know, could he try to bring him in to run the defense? Because otherwise there are internal candidates, but you're talking about a lot of turnover and a lot of faith in a couple – um, inexperienced guys when you turn it over on both sides of the ball. And as I said, Belichick can only be in so many places at once. So is he going to be an extra you know, set of eyes and ears in every offensive meeting or every defensive meeting? Because I, I don't know that he can do both. So um, I, I think it would, be, it would be a great challenge for him. And the question is, would he embrace that as you know, the next big challenge in his career? Or if you're a Patriots fan, is there any fear that he says, you know what, if everybody else is leaving, maybe I'm out too. And you know, that would be the biggest fear for Patriots fans. And there's been a few issues on this defensive side of the football that uh, I'm more than sure you can raise a multitude of points. Uh, But one that I saw stick out now that you have James Harrison uh, going back and watching some film is just the point of attack on the edge by the defensive ends and being able to not allow runners to be able to get on the edge and outrun some of the pursuit as opposed to leaving it within the tackles. You saw James Harrison get, what, five tackles, two uh, two sacks, and one forced fumble. Do you think that answer for those issues is there with James Harrison with him being on the team in that performance you saw him have against the Jets? You know, I think that's the hope is that's part of the solution because you're right. The edge of the defense has been putrid all year. Um, opponents were averaging upwards of 4.9 yards per carry, and the bulk of that was coming on the edge. They actually had their best um, defensive day in terms of run defense in the finale against the Jets, where they put forth a performance I didn't think they were capable of at this point. Um, you know, holding the Jets to 40 yards rushing, 24 came on one Powell run, which was, yes, off the edge, <laughs> off the left tackle. Um, you know, I, I, we saw that Harrison has something left. I don't know how much they can lean on him and expect him to be a savior to set the edge on that run defense. Um, but, you know, I, I actually thought his best play of the game, they had him dropping into coverage. Uh, the Jets threw it to Robbie Anderson, who's an explosive receiver. It was third and five, and Harrison just came up, made a fourth, uh, form tackle for a two-yard gain punt. Um, that showed me he has something left in the tank. How much, we'll find out in the coming weeks. I also think they'll benefit from Kyle Van Oy returning from injury. He played in the finale against the Jets. They I think they only had 12 or 15 snaps after missing three weeks with a calf injury. I think they're trying to nurse him back, but, you know, you got the bye week here. 
if you have Harrison playing some and Van Oy back in his position on the edge, that should really help that defense because you're right, the, the run defense up the middle hasn't been bad. Um, Malcolm Brown's been good when he's been healthy. Lawrence Guy had a good game, and he's been you know pretty good all year, and Allen Branch when he's healthy. So um, the edge of that defensive front to me, is what you would point to as maybe the Achilles heel. You know, is, is there a team, whether it's, you know, Kareem Hunt and the Chiefs, uh, Fournette and the Jaguars, that can just run on the edge, run, 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 and control the game because you can't stop the outside runs. After you watch last week's game with Harrison and Van Oy coming back, I think as a Patriots fan you probably feel a little bit better about the possibility of them being good enough in that area. We are chatting with Andy Hart, Patriots.com Radio, Patriots team channel here on TuneIn. Andy, Tom Brady took a few more shots in the regular season finale on Sunday. I'm not looking for a letter grade, but how well do you think the offensive line has performed this season? They've had their ups and downs. Um, You know, they've dealt with some injuries, uh, most notably right tackle where they've started three different guys. Um, You know, I I think Shaq Mason, the right guard, has been really good. He's been their best offensive lineman. Um, All the other guys have struggled at various points. Um, You know, Nate Solder, their former first-round pick at left tackle, he's been – okay, but seems like at least once a game he gets beaten badly by somebody. Um, and I would say the interior guys, Tooney at left guard and Andrews at center have had their struggles. So he got hit a lot early in the year. I think it's been better down the stretch. Um, I would say they've probably been, you know, a, a B, B-minus caliber offensive line. But, you know, the, the reality is, the bulk of Brady's career, he hasn't had great lines. He's made the lines look better by getting rid of the ball quickly, the timeliness of the passing offense. And I think that's what you look to in the postseason is the idea that you're probably going to have Chris Hogan back. You're probably going to have James White back. You know, Gronk is going to be a bigger part of the passing game. Um, and so you're going to have Brady a little more comfortable with the targets and maybe a little more comfortable with how quickly he gets rid of the ball. And that usually makes that offensive line look better than, than maybe it really is. We know Tom Brady leads the league when it comes to passing yardage, and we know the production on the field is, has been as consistent as it's been over some time. Just a little different, of course. But do you see him being in competition with another player in the National Football League for the MVP award? You know, I, I think his little dip here down the stretch has opened the door to this discussion. Um, and certainly Gurley has had a great year for the Rams as a running back. Um, I still think Brady is the guy that wins it. First of all, I think I've told you, I think it's a quarterback award. To me, that's the most important position on the field, hardest job on the field. There's so much on that guy's plate. So I think you start the year assuming a quarterback, the best quarterback's probably going to win the MVP. Um, for a running back to win it, um, like a Todd Gurley, you know, I think he needs to be historic. You know, I think he needs to rush for 28 or 30 touchdowns, you know, break records, rush for 2,000 yards. He's been great, and he's been a dual threat. He's caught the ball. And, and run the ball effectively and scored a lot of touchdowns both ways, big plays. Um, I just I don't think he's been good enough to win that award. It's not going to be, you know, I, I think Brady won a unanimous MVP back in 11 maybe, and it's certainly not going to be in that area. I think it's going to be divided. I think Carson Wentz will still get some votes, you know, even though he missed the last month uh, to an injury because he was my guy. He was the guy I would have said as the MVP. You know, I know Patriots fans get mad when I say that. I thought Wentz was – was carrying that team and doing so many things. But um, with him missing time to the injury here, I, I think Brady wins it, and he should. I mean, he's top five and I believe, virtually every category. Third in rating, as you said, leads the, the league in yards. Um, he's had a phenomenal overall season. The only thing is he's sort of 
faded down the stretch here when, when maybe it's freshest in voters' minds. But I still think if you look at the 16-game schedule, he's the MVP of the number one seed defending champions, odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. He, he should win it. Andy, as always, we appreciate the insights. As we say goodbye, how do you navigate the bye week as a broadcaster? Rest is important, more cough drops. What's your mindset <laughs> heading into the divisional round of the playoffs? Well, yeah, you, you, first of all, you got to get healthy, right? Mm. This time of year, everybody's got the sniffles, and you, you know you can't make the club from the tub, as they say. you got to get healthy. Um, <laughs> it's going to be tough, though. we got a snow day coming tomorrow. we got about 15 inches coming. I know my kids are going to want to go sledding, but you know, you got to stay healthy, and then and then you sit back and you do some of that TV scouting that Belichick always talks about. You watch all the wild card games and, and get ready to go for next week. Remember, take it one sentence at a time, but give it 110%, okay? That's right. Just trying to help the team any way I can. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Good luck with the storm, and we'll chat with you next week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.